Episode 29 of Linux in the Shell, Apache Benchmark. My name is Dan Washko. I'll be your host today. And before I continue, I'd like to thank Hacker Public Radio for hosting the website and also for the wonderful work that they do. And hosting also hosts the audio file, which you're listening to right now. HackerPublicRadio.org, fantastic community resource. Consider helping out by contributing your own episodes to Hacker Public Radio. Otherwise, Head on over there and listen to some really great content by the community. It's always something interesting going on. Today I'm going to talk about Apache Benchmark, which is a handy utility for doing some rudimentary um, benchmarking of your web server. Uh, it's also handy for uh, trying out um, your load balancing, see how that's going, and also to suss out some problem areas that if you uh, are seeing intermittent errors on your website and you can narrow it down to maybe a, a page or a couple of pages that you want to test, you can uh, run those through Apache Benchmark to put some stress onto the system and hopefully reveal that error. We do that a lot at work. Now, there's some caveats with Apache Benchmark that you need to be aware of before using it. I, uh, unlike some of the more high-end benchmarking utilities, like um, uh, something, I'm trying to think of what HP's load... Uh, there's a, a product called Avalanche. There's another product that HP puts out. Um, I can't think of the name offhand. But anyway, the, the way that Apache Benchmark works is not very sophisticated. It's primarily hitting one page on your website. It's a command line utility. It's very handy. But it's not as in-depth as some of the other benchmarking or commercial offerings that are available. Um, it's just something to get you started, something to take a look at your system uh, and do some primary testing. And like I said, one of the things that it does very well is you can have it hit a website to produce uh, an issue or to put some load onto your, your website to maybe produce an issue that may be intermittent. It's not reflective of how an average user would probably go to your website, so just be aware of that. It's, again, primarily testing one page. So let's jump into it. Apache Benchmark most likely is not going to be installed on your Linux distribution by default. You can get it uh, in some distributions like Slackware and Arch by installing Apache Web Server. Uh, some other distributions like Ubuntu or Debian have it under the Apache Utils package. You can just pull that down instead of getting the full web server. Um, don't be afraid to throw the web server on your workstation. Uh, or your laptop that you use on a regular basis if you're looking into doing LAMP development or any website development, web server development, or just want to cut your teeth on a little basic in, uh, administration, uh, it's a great way to, to learn. So once you get Apache Benchmark on your system, the executable for it is AB. And all you really need to pass to it is AB and the page that you want to hit on your website. Now I'm going to use my website. Uh, 
my server that I have and a page on there. Right off the bat, I want to say, number one, absolute most important thing. Do not run Apache Benchmark against a website, web page, or whatever, against anything that you do not already have permission to run Apache Benchmark against. Um, you could get yourself into some serious trouble. So again, only run this utility against something that you have permission to run it against. Don't run it against my website. Run it against your own. All right, but in my examples, I'm going to be using the linuxlink.net slash index.php. So that's all you need to pass to it is a page that's hosted by a web server. And it doesn't have to be Apache. It could be any web server that you want to test. Now, you probably want to have another shell open and observing what's going on in the web server. Like if you're running on a Linux or a BSD server, run top. See what's going on, so you can look at the load that's going on on the test. See how your system's performing. You know, take a look at the log files, whatever. Don't you probably don't want to run Apache Benchmark on the web server itself. You don't want to use Apache Benchmark on the web server to hit a page on the web server um, because you're going to introduce extra load onto that web server because of the Apache Benchmark that you're running. So run it from a second system. So again. Apache Benchmark, A, B, the URL, HTTP, colon, slash, slash, www.thelinuxlink.net, slash, index.php is the example I'm using. You run that. What it's going to do is all that's going to do is hit it with one request and come back, and you're going to get the results. Now, that's not much of a benchmark. Fortunately, Apache Benchmark has a couple of switches to help you out. First one is dash N. The dash N switch Sent, tells how many requests, the number of requests to send. So if you do dash N100, it's going to send 100 requests. Dash N1000, it's going to send 1000 requests. Now, if you're able to do AB dash N500 and the linuxlink.net slash index.php, don't forget the HTTP, colon slash slash in front of that. That's going to send 1000 requests to the web server one at a time. Again, that's probably not going to be much load. What you want to start working with is concurrency. That's the dash C. It's for concurrency. So, for instance, dash C 100. So, if I did dash N 1000 and dash C 100, that's going to do send 1000 requests to the server in groups of 100. So, it's going to send 100 requests at a time until it hits 1000 requests. Okay? So... That's the way that that operates. Now, be careful of that, how you read it. So what it will do, um, uh, some of the documentation you might read might leave you a little confused as to how concurrency works. What it does is it does not mean that it will process 100 concurrent requests 500 times. Okay, that's not what it means. Or 100 current requests 1,000 times. Because I'm using an N of 1,000. What it means is it's going to send up to 100 requests concurrently for a total of 1,000 requests. So it's going to send 100 requests, and when they come back, it's going to send another 100, and then another 100. So uh, just be aware of that. Now, your, your concurrency has to be less than the total number of requests, or it's going to chuck an error. Okay? So just be aware of that.
So what I'm doing here is sending 1,000 requests with a concurrency of 100. So that's 100 requests at a time. Now what's going to come back after it's done, when you're watching the screen, it's going to show you iterations of progress. Now those iterations of progress are going to be roughly 10%. Every 10% of requests that get completed, it'll show you an iteration. It says, 10, you know, if I was doing 1,000 requests, 10% of 1,000 is 100. So for every 100 requests, it's going to come back and says process 100 requests finished, and it's going to go 200, 300. So roughly 10%, the minimal amount you'll see um, is, is 100. Well, not, actually, that's not true. Well, you'll see roughly groups of 10, 100 or 10% of the request is how that operates. Now, when it comes back, you're going to get some summary information uh, reported to you. The first grouping, after, you, after it's running, you're going to see the progress that's going on. The first grouping that you're going to see is going to show you the environment that was tested. So you're going to get back, it's going to list the server software on the environment. In my case, I'm running Apache. And if it can suss out the version, it's going to show the version of Apache. It's going to say the host name of the server that it was running against. It's probably going to be the domain name that you passed. It's going to tell what port that you ran it against. <clears throat> HTTP is running against port 80 by default, unless you specified something different with a switch or, you know, in, in the URL. Um, it's going to say the document path, and in this case it's slash index.php on my system, and it's going to say the document length, how much data is going to be returned by the document that you requested. Then you're going to go on to the next session. That session is going to be informative about the test that was run. It's going to show you the concurrency level. In this case, we're running 100. It's going to tell you the time it was taken for all the tests to run, um, however long it took those tests to run, uh, how many um, com successful completed requests there were. Hopefully it's a 1,000 completed requests uh, in this case. It's going to tell the number of failed requests. And if there are failed requests, it'll break it down into some further subcategories, like whether there's a failure with connecting, failure with reading, uh, incorrect content length, or an exception was thrown. Otherwise, it should say zero. Then you're going to have a list of write errors. It'll show you that if there was any write errors that occurred during the, the, the total running. Uh, it's going to tell the total number of bytes that were transferred from the server through the whole test. It's going to say, show you the number of bytes received from the HTML. It's called HTML transferred. It's the no, total number of bytes received from the server that were from the document. Because there's other information being transferred back and forth but that's aside from the contents of the document. It'll give you a ballpark range of requests per second, which is the mean number of requests that the server processed per second. Now, that value is determined by the total number of requests divided by the number of seconds it took to complete the request. Very simple mathematics right there. It's going to give you a, a mean uh, or average of the time per request. So the mean across all concurrent requests and how long it took per request right there. Then you're going to have the transfer rate. And this is going to show you the transfer in kilobytes received from the server per second. Again, you know, that's about an average of the transfer received from the second from the server in kilobytes. Now there's a third section that details the overall connection time results. And it presents uh, a couple of different values. First off, connect. 
what that means is the amount of time it took to connect to the web server and return the first bits of a response. And you have processing. Now that's the amount of time it took the server to process the request. So uh, the server is, you send a request, it's the connection time, and then how long it takes the server to process the request to begin returning a value. Then there's waiting, and that's how long it took for the first byte of data to be returned from the request. Now that's, uh, what that actually means waiting is if you're connecting, you get a request that you connected back from the server. The time that the server is processing, that's waiting time. And when you get, uh, that's processing for the server, when you finally get the first bit of data back, aside from that first acknowledgement of connect, that's when waiting. That's how long, that's when waiting starts. When the first bit of data returned from the request. Then total time is how long it took to complete the request. That's how long, you know, a total it took to complete that request. Now those values are in a table format and you're going to get a couple of different columns. Minimum. That's the minimum amount of time that it took to complete that portion of the request, whether it was minimum connect time, processing, waiting, total time. Minimum. Then you're going to have mean. Mean is the average. So that's the average number of seconds or milliseconds for that request that is going to be returned to you for those connect, processing, waiting, total time. Then the mean comes with the plus or minus standard deviation in milliseconds for that for that average. Median, that's the middle value of all requests. Now, to actually get this value, you, you have to list the, all the numbers in that range. And then you find the exact middle number. So if your numbers returned were like 1, 3, 5, 7, it's 1, 3, 5, 7, and then 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, the middle number in there is 7. Absolutely no relationship really with the average. It just means that's the middle number. Okay, that's what median is. Then there's max. Maximum number is the uh, maximum number of milliseconds it took for the request. So you're going to get those values broken out for you. Minimum, which is the shortest time it took for whatever to be requested, whatever process. Mean is the average. <coughs> Median is the middle number. Max is the most amount of time it took to complete that part of the request. Those values are handy. Now the final bits of information, uh, I'm going to show you percentages. And it's going to show you um, percentages of requests served within a certain time. And you're going to see like 50% is going to say one column is going to have a percentage, the other column is going to have a value in milliseconds. Going to say, like for instance, 50% of the requests were handled within 990 milliseconds. That's a little more than half a second, but it's not a full second. 60% of the requests, or like 65% of the requests, 1,500 and some of those requests were handled, 65% of those requests were handled 1,565 milliseconds. So it kind of gives you an, an average. Uh, a number of going up, which eventually you're going to get to 100% of the requests were received in some amount of milliseconds. Now, that doesn't mean that it took, um, like, let's say your top number there is 3,000 milliseconds. Now, and you say 100% of all requests were completed within 3,000 milliseconds. This doesn't mean that all the requests took 3,000 milliseconds to complete. It just means that 
100%, all the requests were finished in 3,000, you know, at the top of 3,000 milliseconds. That's, that's all that means. They would have completed in that time. So now that you have kind of a basic understanding of what those values mean, how the, the, the uh, to interpret Apache benchmark, I mean, what you really kind of want to focus on is like your average, uh, how long it takes an average of milliseconds to complete a request. If it's under a second, hey, you're doing great. But if it's like four or five seconds, you want to start looking at why it's taking that long. For static HTML pages, you should be lightning fast. You know, and you'll, you'll see those numbers change. If you keep running the test multiple times, those values are going to change. But you should, after like four or five times, start to get a, a good feel for how your system is going to run under some stress. Concurrency. Um, you should be able to see, like, uh, adjusting the concurrency uh, and total number of requests and concurrency, you should be able to see how well your system will perform under load and what kind of load your system uh, can handle. And at what point your, your, load, your system load starts to become a problem, you've got to think about increasing some of your resources. And again, it can also be a great way for sussing out bottlenecks and being able to look and say, well, if I'm running this, this query or this web page so many times, uh, look at this when it's hitting this page as opposed to maybe hitting a different page on your site. There's something going wrong with my web application. I need to start looking because my, my, um, my average response time is, is increasing and it should actually be staying the same for what I expect it to. Okay, let's talk about some of the other switches in there. Uh, there's a dash K switch, which is a keep alive feature. Now, keep alive, what that does is keep alive on a web server. It keeps the connection open between the web server and the client to perform multiple requests. And that's done within the same HTTP session. So now the default is to have that turned off, but you can turn it on with the dash K switch in Apache Benchmark and request that the connection be kept alive perform as many requests as possible instead of just, you know, connection made, sends back data and drops a connection until it sends more data or whatever. And communication is reestablished. It'll keep that connection alive. Now, if you need to authenticate to the web server, like say you want to benchmark something behind a basic HTTP or Apache uh, authentication, you can do that with a dash capital A switch. And you would provide it username and password with a colon between the two credentials, username, password. Now be aware that this is base64 encoding. So if you're not benchmarking against an encrypted or an SSL encrypted web page, website, uh, it's going to be transmitted and people can get that um, credentials if they're sniffing your network, sniffing the traffic going around. Um, so how do you how do you go against how do you tell it to use HTTP or HTTPS? Simple, just instead of using HTTP, you do HTTPS. Now you can uh, tell it what version of SSL or TLS protocol to use with the dash F switch, and it accepts uh, all capital letters SSL two, SSL three, TLS one, or it'll accept all of them. Um, if you need to run your stuff through a proxy, your test through a proxy, use the dash capital X. And then you're going to, like the authentication, you're going to define the proxy IP address and the colon separating it from the proxy port. So that's all you need to do. Now, by default, 
what Apache Benchmark says is uses GET requests. Okay, now a GET request when you when you send a GET request through the HTTP protocol, it will respond with the full body of the document and the headers and everything. You can change it to use the just do a head request, which only gets back the header or header information, does not get back the body of the document using dash i. So dash i will turn on a head request. It will not return the body of the document. It only return the document headers and meta, meta information if that's what you want to do. Now, say you want to test against a, a, a form or something like that. You can uh, you can send post and put information through Apache Benchmark with the dash p for post and dash u for put switches uh, respectively. Now this also requires that you pass to it a file with the post or put contents and that's done with the dash T capital T switch so if you're going to use post or put dash P or dash U you have to use the dash T switch and if you're going to use the dash capital T switch you have to use the post or put switches dash P or dash lowercase u and what the dash capital T switch is, it specifies the content type. Chances are for a form you're going to specify the content type of application slash x dash www dash form dash url encoded. Okay, pass that into there. There are other media types that you can pass to it. Uh, I have a, a page a link to a Wikipedia page that lists all the media types that are known check that out. I'm not going to go into the detail on those here. Back to the post and put. Once you have the dash T and the media type, you need to pass to it a file that contains the post or put information. And that's done with like name equals. And then like for instance in the example I gave on the web page, uh, you would put name equals Dan in the file, ampersand, AMP, semicolon for the ASCII equivalent of ampersand or the uh, the code equivalent of ampersand and then like email equals and then your email and blah 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 check out the website for further information so you need to have the form name and the the, the value into the file so it's going to be passed as a URL encoded to uh, the web page of the Apache benchmark uh, you can change the size of the TPC, send and receive buffers with the dash B switch, and then you specify the size in bytes. Uh, you can, instead of running Apache Benchmark for a number of requests, you can run it for a number of seconds uh, with the dash T and then some value uh, like 10 would run it for 10 seconds. Uh, if you want to do uh, requests and concurrency with it, you can do that too. Uh, actually, The dash T kind of supposes, I believe, it's uh, 50,000 requests by default. Uh, it either runs for that period of time or hits 50,000 requests. So you can pass C for concurrency to it. You can use dash N if you wanted to, too. But um, if you're, you might get mixed results if your test finishes before the time limit. You can control the output of Apache Benchmark. We already talked about, how, you know, the output is just a standard text file, and if you wanted to save it, you could redirect it. But uh, you can you can control it and some of those fields that are put out there with with the following switches: a dash D. That 
suppresses the percentage information, um, which is that last block of output where it says 50% of the requests were served in 500 milliseconds. You can su suppress that with dash D. Dash Q will suppress the progress when you when you run Apache Benchmark. It will list after 10%. It'll say like 10% of requests completed. It'll be like 100 requests completed, 200 requests. You can suppress that with the dash Q. The dash capital S will, uh, in reporting, will suppress the median and standard deviation columns uh, with the connection time. It will also suppress any warning or error messages when the average and the median are more than one or two times the standard deviation apart. So you can suppress that information with the capital S. Uh, you can change the verbosity of how of when it's running. Um, again, standard, it'll either show you the percentage completed or it will just, if you're using dash Q, won't show you anything. But if you use the dash V for verbosity and select one of the numbers 2, 3, or 4, uh, it will present the following values. Two will pr pr print any warnings that it receives. Uh, three will present or print out all the response codes for each request. And four will also print out um, any warnings, response codes, or and it will also print out the header information that's received per request if you really want to see that. You can switch from standard text output in Apache Benchmark to an HTML table format with the dash W switch. So uh, when you provide the dash W switch, it'll just present it in standard out uh, in an HTML format, in a table format. That it'll present the, uh, the values at the end there in a table column format. You probably want to redirect that to a file, an HTML file, so that you get that information and be able to view it in something like a web server uh, or through a web browser. Uh, you can make some formatting options available to you to uh, pass attributes to the table, columns, or column, table row or column uh, HTML tags. For instance, dash x, lowercase x, allows you to pass table attributes where you can set like the width of the table. Um, you can use CSS in there too, but you want to encapsulate whatever it is inside of double quotes. Uh, dash y for the tr attribute and dash c for the td attribute. And you can pass in like old HTML attributes or you can use CSS styling in there if you want to. Again, make sure you encase it in double quotes. There is the ability to create a comma-separated file, a CSV file, with the dash E switch. When you do that, um, it'll still display the progress on standard out, but the resulting CSV file will contain only two values in there, a percentage from 0 to 99, which will list each 1%, and the time it took to serve the percentages or requests in milliseconds. So it'll show you like 1% of the requests were served in this many milliseconds, all the way up to 99% were served in, in this many milliseconds. That may not be too handy to look at. So there's uh, one final formatting option, which is dash G, which gives you a Well, I'm going to, yeah, dash G, which gives you a tab-separated format, which has a little bit more information, but something like this can be imported in the GNU plot, IDL, Mathematica, or a spreadsheet application, 
and uh, it'll allow you to plot that information out and give you a little more detail than the, the CSV. So that's Apache Benchmark in a nutshell. Go on over to the website. There's a lot of links over there for more information on some of the definitions in there or interpreting the results. Uh, I don't think I've found a website or a web page that goes into the full detail of the interpretation like I have, breaking it down and explaining what some of those um, values mean. Uh, I have links to the pages that explain those individual values, but they don't necessarily pull it all together for Apache Benchmark. So do do check that out if you have not already done so, and also check out the video associated with this page. This has been Linux in a Shell, episode 29. My name's Dan Washko. Thank you very much. Thank you, Hacker Public Radio, and uh, you have a great day. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All binrev projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 3.0 license.